Welcome everyone to another episode of Rodian Radio. This is your first time checking us out. We really appreciate your listening support here. So this is Rodian Radio, your home for Star Wars updates, news on anything Star Wars, comics, video games, TV shows, you name it, we cover it. We are the news center for Star Wars. Hope everyone had a great Labor Day week. Uh, We got to sit back and check out this new Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return Behind the Scenes documentary on Disney Plus yesterday for Disney Plus Day. Definitely recommend go checking that out. We got to see some behind the scenes and exclusive interviews with Hayden Christensen, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Moses Ingram, you name it. They were probably on there. The one person that was not on there that I was disappointed not to see was Tamora Morrison. But that's okay because we got the whole Book of Boba Fett documentary with him in it. So, uh, also, Hasbro strikes again. Uh, Yes, the new cardboard packaging that Hasbro has been doing to their Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series. I was in Target yesterday and witnessed the new murder of Hasbro development. Yes, people are breaking into boxes, taking the figures out, and putting the boxes back on the shelf empty. I was a witness firsthand to that yesterday. Um, I think Hasbro's really, really messing up their opportunities to make money with companies here. And not just that, but first and foremost, the collectors that's not able to get these figures because people are just stealing them out of the packages and putting the empty boxes back on the shelf. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Hasbro. Uh, Tonight is all about bounty hunters. So we're going to... Me and Danny are going to sit down and talk about the Bounty Hunters code and how it influenced the Bounty Hunters, what kind of influence the Bounty Hunters had in Star Wars and the overall importance of Bounty Hunters. So sit back, enjoy, and as always, may the Force be with you here on Rodian Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to another episode of Rodian Radio. Your news center and home for all things Star Wars. Uh, My name is Chase, and tonight we are going to talk some new Star Wars updates, some new uh, Today in Star Wars history. Pretty pretty exciting announcement for Today in Star Wars history. And uh, we're going to go over what bounty hunters mean and their importance in Star Wars. But uh, I'm not here by myself. I'm here with the one, the only, Mr. Danny Cruz. And you're with the man with the best audio that he has on Rodian Radio history. Able to get it through the computer after the beautiful update that they did. And I'm ready to go. Yep. If like, like you hear in our sponsor at the beginning of the show, Anchor is the best way to create a podcast on your own for free. And it automatically distributes out for you on any platform you want to use it through. And now we have clear audio. We do. So uh, round, round of beauty. applause. Yes, sir. All right, yes, so sir. Let, let's get started in here. We're going to start with today and Star Wars history. All right, on this day, 22 years ago, Danny, 22 years ago. All right, let me hear it. 22 years ago, on this day, the Phantom Menace art of book if i'm not mistaken i've got it pulled up here so 
in 2000, on this day, the art of Star Wars Phantom Menace paperback was published. 22 years ago. 22 years ago. Time flies, man. Time flies. That movie is now 23 years old. Stop. No way. 23 years old. Really makes you think. Look what's what's happened with Star Wars within 23 years compared to the other 23 years. You had three movies versus six movies. Jazillion shows. Yep. What more can you get? And we're getting the announcement, I think, for a new movie at the Disney Expo. Is Is that correct? Um, I did see something. I'm not sure if it's legit or not, but uh, it was something to do about 14 new movies and shows. Wow. So I'm not sure, but we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, Star Wars news. So uh, first off, uh, congratulations to the Book of Boba Fett for winning Outstanding Special Visual Effects. Mm-hmm. It's an Emmy winner. Book of Boba Fett. Like a bantha. <laughs> Despite that show's fiasco, I agree. It had beautiful visual effects. It, it honestly did. But, you know, like, at least Star Wars, it's, 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 a, it's a progression. You know, like, every single time, you know, there's always something to improve. So that's good that they're heading in the, in the best direction that they can. And uh, with me sitting here on my search engine right here, one of the uh, top questions that it says uh, recently uh, searched is, uh, did Star Wars officially end? <laughs> and I think that's funny because... Uh, it's only the beginning. It, it, well, it, to me, it ended after Rise of Skywalker, but, but the Mandalorian's then what saved it. The Mandalorian came back, and it was, uh, let's just say... It's one of the best shows it, ever. It, Star Wars has never been this good since Revenge of the Sith. I'll put it that way. Well, I'll no, go I was, was going to say the Clone Wars. Yeah, I was going to say the Clone Wars. Clone Wars and Rebels. But still, that was... Technically, we're not counting Season 7, so that was, you know, six, seven years ago. Why, why not counting Season 7? Is it because it's, like, uh, Well, new? because it, it was produced under Disney, so technically it's, it's newer Star Wars. I see what you mean, I see. But then okay. I can already hear the technical people. Well, technically, Star Wars Rebels was on Disney XD. Yes, you're right. I'd be like, eh, shut up. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> streaming service that they had it on. It wasn't... It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it was a part of Disney. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like, it's exciting that we're getting new content, you know, like, and... It's it's crazy how Star Wars has grown, like within what twenty three years, you know, you like it's you know, it has its ups and downs, you know, but overall I think it's been a good experience with it, don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Outside of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the sequels here, uh, I know we touched on it two weeks ago, uh, with Rule the Galaxy podcast, but John Boyega was in a recent interview. And they asked him, I guess, uh, would he ever consider coming back to play the role of Finn? And he mm-hmm. says, more or less, he's good right now where he's at because of how much underwriting that Finn had. 
mm-hmm. and eight and none. And uh, somebody asked him, would they read the alternate script of Colin Trevorrow's version mm-hmm. of the sequels? And he said, no, I would not read it because it would just break my heart. And to me, John Boyega is a good actor, and Finn is probably one of the best characters out of the sequels, but they did him so, so dirty in how they wrote his character. I wouldn't say he's one of the best, because I say after episode what, Rise of Skywalker, I mean, I'm sorry, after Force Awakens, he was like pretty much pointless. Yeah. It's not but the see, actor's fault. That's where I think they were playing with the idea of making him a Jedi, but mm-hmm. they decided to go with Rey. Yeah, and then like they they still decided to play with to play that he was a Jedi because he was like, I just get these feelings. <laughs> yeah, they just wrote his character so bad, but it does break my heart that you know he's he's got to the point to where he doesn't want to come back to Star Wars because of what he went through. Yeah, and, and I get it, man. Like sometimes, like. You get done dirty with like how you expect it to go one way, but sometimes it, it doesn't, man. Like it's 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 really sad how they like um how they screwed him over. Like yeah, potential. I thought they were gonna have. I thought we were gonna see like two Jedi's like growing together and then trying to fight Kylo, and then I guess like uh one of them dies for each other, and you know it has significant meaning. You know, like it's it's just. Because I, I remember in the posters, um, Force Awakens, where he had a lightsaber, and then in China, like they they took him out of the whole picture. I don't know. Yeah, there there was that whole controversy. It's I don't if know. You... Well, see, I think they would. It would have been better if they would have just killed him off in the Force Awakens. Yeah, like when they sliced his back, like, and that didn't kill him. Like, I don't know. That's a little questionable lightsabers got giga nerfed oh they did definitely but yet han solo can take one saber to the stomach and he's dead because <laughs> he's been asking for death for like what 30 years or something yeah 30 40 years yeah. i love it how he's just like ah, just blow it up already blow it up so i can't come back yeah he's like oh here we go again <laughs> He's like, I got Indiana to do. I don't have time for Star Wars. Ah, <laughs> oh, Harrison. The one guy who never wants to come back at the Star Wars. So he has a point. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a point, you know, like, it's, it's, like, especially with, like, the series that, or I guess if they continue on from, like, the, the sequels, like, yeah, it can be a little bit, uh, like, over... What's the word? Um, you know, I would like to see uh, Alden Ehrenreich come back as Solo. Yeah, that'd be a good interpretation. It's like somebody. But I wish they would do it in the in. I wish they would make their own series and just call it uh, Smugglers of the Outer Rim or something mm-hmm. like that, and have the yeah. main characters be Han and Chewie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just make it you know tell the stories through a series within the the 30 year gap between jedi and force awakens what they're doing with all their shows right now mm-hmm. smugglers of the outer rim would be a fantastic series to do you could have all sorts of bounty hunters and i know we're about to talk about bounty hunters but this just came out of my head you know you could have more stories from dengar and bosk and boba and, mm-hmm. and uh, even hondo 
That's true. It's it's just more of like a live adventure story that yeah, just Star like Wars a live needs. adventure story. Nothing that really ties in with the Skywalker story, mm-hmm. but you know it could still you know work as canon. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's uh, maybe down the line we'll get something, but right now I feel like they're uh, I think they're concentrated on. Just like the the they're series, they're concentrated like on their infinite Infinity War of Star Wars. That's what they're concentrating <laughs> on right now. No, they can't. They can't really do it because Marvel can't do what DC can, and DC can't do what Marvel can. Like they just have to do their own thing. Like, like I think Marvel's movie of DC was Eternals, and look at how it turned out. It turned out to be one of the worst movies you could possibly like see. You know. Yeah, and then DC did the Justice League, and it, which was it was its version of Avengers, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is kind of like you just can't. You have to do your own thing with Star Wars. You can't compare it to anything else. And in Star Wars, you have so much content. Like there's there's no need to like like do something else. You know. Yeah, I would say the only thing you could really compare Star Wars to would be the Harry Potter franchise. No, because of how much debt and then the open world and everything. Yeah, the open world, the characters, the the storyline, the you know the hero's journey. That's about the only thing I could compare Star Wars to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can agree with you on that one. But um, so that that's uh, I would like to see, you know, Han Solo come back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, young Leia. I mean, we could get Millie Bobby Brown to play young Leia. Maybe, but I don't know. I feel like we need to like move past the like the old. We need new characters, but like we need some... new characters, but with the older timeline. I don't need yeah. any sequel timeline with new characters. Yeah, absolutely. But like, what yeah. if um we need like a balanced show? You know, like uh, kind of like. Like I don't know, and Andor would be one of the first because it's like there's no Jedi's, or that's what it looks like so far. And yeah, uh, there's no Jedi, there's no Sith. It's it's literally just rebellion and empire. It's gonna be interesting because I think the the what was I saying the siege. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's a little early for me, but uh, but yeah, like from what I noticed from the trailer, that the CGI and the special effects look absolutely astonishing. You know, like it's it's definitely like it has it shows tension that something's coming. You know, even though we've seen this for like the, a billion time, but I it's... can tell you that this show the CGI is going to be way better than what Marvel's doing with their CGI right now. Yeah, Marvel CGI is down the toilet. Like, uh, especially with the the Hulk and everything, like. That's, I don't know. Like, yeah, I know this is not a Marvel podcast, but man, Marvel's Marvel's Phase Four is it's going down the toilet. Moon Knight was the only good thing uh, out of Phase Four. Moon Knight and was was Spider Man No Way Home considered part of Phase Four? Was it? I think I think so. I think it was. Phase four. I don't. I don't even know the phases. To be honest, like it, it it's all the same. <laughs> I think Endgame ended phase three, 
and everything after yeah. Endgame became Phase Four. So yeah. I would say Spider Man and uh, WandaVision and Loki and Moon Knight are the only good things that's come out of it so far. Mm. Yeah, like you know, like I thought. What was it? Show Winter Soldier. I thought that was boring. The She Hulk. I didn't even bother to watch that. Like the first episode was really good, but it's just gotten to the point now to where it's it's too. It's just too modern, and I feel like Marvel's just trying to fit their story to fit every way of life as mm. of 2022, and it's just not working for a superhero. Like, I get it. I get what they're trying to do with, you know, a female main character and all this stuff, and that's all right, but yeah. I don't need it shoved in my face, you know? Yeah, and I think in the last one, if I'm not mistaken, there was a, a C, like CGI character twerking with Megan D. Stallion or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that's got nothing to do with She-Hulk. Like, I don't know. I think the CGI looks terrible. It um, is. It's, it's horrible. For the budget that they have and everything, like, like they, they could have just hired the guy who did Avatar and, you know... That, that would have been the end of it. They need to just go over to John Favreau and Dave Filoni and be like, hey, we'll pay you billions of dollars to use the volume on how y'all shoot y'all shows. Uh-huh. It'll be like, perfect. <laughs> and then I want to hear Dave Filoni be like, well, you know, that's more Star Wars. Uh, we do it for the fans. Yeah, because Dave Filoni's a real one. Don't ever, dis- don't ever disrespect Dave Filoni. Cowboy hat, man. He actually keeps a nine millimeter under the hat. <laughs> the dude's ready and locked and loaded. They're like they want to steal his secrets. Like, no, no, sir. Not today. Not today, not, citizen. Not today. But uh, so moving into the bounty hunters here. So to me, Star Wars is not about Jedi or Sith. When I think of Star Wars, I think of underworld crime bosses space western gunslinging and bounty hunters mm-hmm. i feel like what would you say the importance of bounty hunters is to star wars i think the history that they have with other characters they always have some type of uh relevance to somebody like uh for example boba fett or cad bane his relevant to Boba Fett because one like he was his mentor and two like they basically went and had a standoff and we now we now know why dent on his on his head or on his helmet and then like Bosk is like I guess Boba Fett's like big brother slash guardian so like there's all connection like there's a lot there's a very brotherhood feeling no matter how much they hate each other or like uh like the, how much they disagree or like what they do. There's a lot of brotherhood in it. You know, I like what you say about brotherhood because that's mm. how I kind of classify the bounty hunters. It's like a creed. Yeah, there we go. Creed and, you know, it's it's like, you, it, you know, it's like they say uh, this thing. Uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, something to do with... Uh, I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a creed, you know. Uh, you have mm. my back, I have yours, kind of deal. Exactly. And you don't really see that with, you know, Jedi or Sith. You don't even really see that with regular civilians in Star Wars. 
You really don't because like they basically grew up with like scraps and stuff, you know. Like, honor among thieves. That's what I was thinking about. For the most honor, part, <laughs> honor among thieves. I say that's how the bounty hunters kind of go because even in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. with the bounty hunters guild, you know yep. they all hang out at the same place. They all got the same boss that they go through, mm-hmm. and they all you know respect each other's boundaries until Mando goes AWOL with uh, the highest bounty that they've ever seen. Yeah, greed greed eventually consumes them, don't you think? Yeah, greed. Because, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, whoever pays the most credits, that's who you're going with. Yeah, because uh, like, even though they're brothers, like eventually at the end of the day, like they're just, you know, they're fighting for scraps and stuff, you know, like it's 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 hard you know like they get like when everything's good they got each other's back but like they know that it's 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 uh every man for himself when it comes to like survival you know and see even in the clone wars we saw boba dengar and bosk on the same team and they're they mm-hmm. you know and they end up being with each other all the way up to empire yeah so they've so gone a long way like, over I mean, they they've over been bounty hunters together yeah for 20 25 years and uh, Aura Singh, I feel like she was like the crazy aunt to Boba mm-hmm. Fett. Mm-hmm. Until uh, Tobias Beckett pushed her off the uh, cliff or whatever, he says uh-huh. in Solo. Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters, I feel like, are the glue for Star Wars. You know, that's what keeps Star Wars Star Wars. Because I'd, you, I'd you say it's into, the... you can't go into a cantina and not have a bounty hunter somewhere. It'd, it'd be foreign. It'd be like Canto Bot in The Last Jedi and everybody in their human. Yeah, man. I don't. The Last Jedi. Yeah, we don't talk about The Last Jedi here. Well, we do, but we're not friendly to it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that one. But like, yeah, like uh, the bounty hunters, they're they're just to me. I feel like their impact in Star Wars is what keeps Star Wars together. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you even had them in in Kenobi. I mean, the Inquisitors, even Reva, even put out a, a hit for Kenobi, and it was all mm-hmm. bounty hunters that went looking for him. That's true. They weren't that good though. No, they really weren't. I mean, I guess it's Kenobi. You're going against one of the best, you know, guy who survived Order sixty six. So. I mean, you think about Cad Bane, he made his living off of being a bounty hunter for 60, 70 years. Yeah, he's basically, I mean, he basically met all the important characters in Star Wars. He met Skywalk, he met Anakin, he met Ahsoka, he met Darth Maul. No, did he meet Darth Maul? I don't think so. No, don't he, met he, met he met Dooku. He met Dooku. Palpatine. He met Palpatine. Yeah, and Dooku. You know, some of the huts. And, uh, he, mm-hmm. you know, I. Do you think Cad Bane ever had a relationship with Jango Fett? No, I don't think so. Or maybe, like, he, he knew his dad, you know, but, like... Well, we do hear him say to Boba at one point uh, something about his dad, I think, in the Clone Wars. So I mm. think I think that, that they knew each other, but I don't think they got along. Sort of like how Cad Bane and Fennec Shan got along. I feel like that's how Jango and Cad Bane would be. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane and Fennec Shan got along? Like, they, no, they, they didn't get along. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. I feel like that's how their relationship would have went. Yeah, when you have like two like pretty pretty baddie uh, 
bounty hunters, you know, like they want to show who's on top. But I think Cad Bane would is the one. I mean, wants even, to show with, even with Fennec Shan, I mean, she goes as far back as the Bad Batch. So, I mean, what has she been doing for 30 years? Exactly. I'm excited to see more about Omega's story. Um, I think I think Omega is going to have some sort of impact from Fennec. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Who knows? What if uh, what if Omega turns out to be half Mandalorian, half clone, half bounty hunter? I mean, isn't she technically a clone though? She's technically a clone, yes, but I mean, she would also technically be a bounty hunter because she is, you know, a fit. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I mean, even the she... Bad Batch. Look at the Bad Batch. They were doing bounty hunting. And the last half of season one of the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So would you say that she is? Um... I feel like she has meaning to the story. Like she's like, she's got to have the relevance. Because mm-hmm. she's still young, so she could definitely play out later in the Clone Wars or in Star Wars and history years. Maybe she's maybe she's the last strand of Jango Fett's DNA, and that's the last chance that they get to have any sort of connection to Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. So what if Boba actually finds Finnick in season two of the Mandal uh, in season two of the Bad Batch? Mm-hmm. Hear me out. What if Boba actually confronts Omega and takes Omega under his wing, but ends up losing her to some sort of unfortunate events. That would explain why Boba goes psycho and starts disintegrating people up to a new hope. <laughs> I think that is a good story to tell. But, you know, I, I, I hope for the best on that one. Uh, yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be awesome to hear, you know, like a whole new storyline, you know, like it's, it's the, there's a lot more like heart and meaning to the story, you know, it's just, there's a lot of directions that they can go with Bad Batch season yeah, two. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. A lot of directions. The thing is, when? <laughs> yeah, when? Yeah. I believe we're getting Bad Batch the end of September. I think so too. That uh, it's. I believe it's the last Wednesday in September. Mm-hmm. And Andor is September twenty first, I believe. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Cassie and Andor is sort of a bounty hunter. Cassie, except his, except, his, except what he bounty hunts is just Imperial plans. Mm-hmm. He does, and what he also is known for is he's also a rebellion leader. So he's yeah. like part-time bounty, part-time, um, like rebellion leader. You know, bounty hunters are. Uh, probably the best thing out of star wars not gonna lie definitely makes an interest of the characters and i think it i think it and it started obviously in the the what empire strikes back or i guess the cantina new hope it all started new hope and then it just expanded like throughout it all the started with a greedo it did it did <laughs> uh of course inspired by roadie and radio um inspired uh all of Star Wars, of course, of course. <laughs> and just for everybody listening, um, McClunky is canon. 
McClunky. McClunky is canon. You hear that Jedi talk? <laughs> McClunky oh. is more canon than the sequels. You think so? I know so. All right. I got, I'll hold you to that. I was like, we got a special guest. We do, we do. He says hello in the back. See, I said McClunky, and it, and it, and it got him all riled up. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but um, no, so little fun announcement here. So I actually bought the Lego Skywalker Saga last night. Uh huh. What you and think? I of played. That? Uh, it's very fun. It's very open world, beautiful graphics, and uh, so I played the Phantom Menace last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to a part to where Qui-Gon says, uh, when, when Padme gets out of the Naboo ship to go mm-hmm. with Qui-Gon and Jar Jar and R2 to look for uh, the parts in Watto's scrapyard. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think about this when I was watching The Phantom Menace, but in that scene, Qui-Gon tells Padme, I don't think this is a good idea, but if the Queen insists, then you can come along. And he says something like that in the video game last night. And I got to thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. we've said before, I think Qui-Gon can see uh, into the future. Yeah, he works with the screenwriters. So what if Qui-Gon actually knew that something bad was going to come out of Padme meeting Anakin, but he didn't know what exactly? That could definitely be a possibility. Like, it's... If he if he said something, it was meant... You know, it had a meaning to it, like... Qui-Gon is not really the type of guy to just say things. He's like, no. Uh, it's pretty, because why else, why else would he? Why else would he tell? Because at that point in the movie, they didn't know Padme was actually the real Queen Amidala. So why else would he say it's a bad idea for the Queen's handmaid to come along? Maybe because he knew it was her. I don't think he knew exactly, but I think he saw into the future and he thought, and he's seen some sort of outcome in the future is going to be because of mm-hmm. this handmaiden coming along with me. Yeah. Could... Because think about it. If Padme never met Anakin, Anakin would have never turned to where he was at. And but we and we wouldn't have new hope and all that. So I definitely this is one thing why I want a, an Obi Wan season two is is I want to see more of Qui Gon's connection with the Force. Mm-hmm. I want to see more story about Qui Gon's mentality through the Force. It's it's like I feel I'm I'm gonna get a Raja Ghoul feeling with the Batman and the oh yeah definitely and the feeling where he's training him on the ice. If we see some training on the ice, I feel like that's a tip. To the hat, to there's Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Mm-hmm. What if Christopher Nolan directed a Star Wars movie? He'd, pr- he'd probably have be, no CGI. Be, imagine if Christopher Nolan and Michael Bay directed a Star Wars movie. We'd have explosions, but yep, explosions and in epic high soundtracks. definition. In the high definition. Yeah, please, uh. Excuse our friend, he's just a little excited for some. He's excited. He's yes, excited he for Rodian Radio. He is. Just, uh, just, just, just go blast him. <laughs> nah, he's he's just a very happy doggy. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would like to see more of Quagon's story about his mentality connection through the Force. I feel like that would be a, a very great. I mean, you could do whole a whole episode just on Quagon. Backstory. Mm-hmm. 
I would like to see. I would like to see a live action story of Obi Wan as his Padawan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can interpret. I think the book that they made. I don't know if it was was called like the something. It was called something Apprentice, like uh, like I forgot what it was called, but you know the book that they released with. I think it was it. It's supposed if to be I'm before the mistaken, If I'm not mistaken, there's a book called Master and Apprentice, but I there think I think it revolves more around Dooku. Does it? Oh, okay. Because I never read it, but I just saw the cover of it. It had like a picture of. Um, That's of another it. thing I would like to see is more story about Dooku's connection through the Force. Because Dooku is connected to Qui Gon, Qui Gon is connected to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's connected to Skywalker. So. Yeah, Dooku's also connected to Sapodius, which is connected to, you know, it can go from there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's. What if Quike, I mean, what if Count Dooku taught Obi Wan? I feel like we would have. I feel like Obi Wan would eventually join Dooku. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he asked him to at the end of uh, episode two. You think he would have joined them though? Yeah. Yeah. I think I so. Think, exactly. I think Obi Wan would have had too much compassion that that is his old master. If Dooku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but he was loyal. To, I think the Qui Gon thing works too. Dooku would have been a different type of flavor. But like it would have been. But like... it, it it makes me wonder though, like, what did Dooku teach? I wonder if Dooku could see into the future and he taught Qui-Gon how to do that. Maybe before he turned evil. Why is it that Christopher Lee plays all these good guys and then they turn evil? <laughs> yeah. Like Sar- Saruman and uh, and now Count Dooku always tries to play the guy that... Uh... I don't necessarily think Dooku is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I just think he's, you know, he's uh, independent. He is independent, but at the same time, Dooku did some things in the Clone Wars. You oh, know, yeah. he, he did some horrible things in the Clone Wars. Yeah, because like, he saw it as nothing else mattered, which he's got a point, because like, all of it was going to come to an end. You know, Imagine knowing that everything was going to come to an end. You know, like it's, it's irrelevant, you know? I just, I would like to see, you know, whether it's in a book or, or live action or even animation, uh, Dooku training Qui-Gon. I would also like to see Yoda training Dooku. That would explain why Dooku knows so much about the Force. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, man. Like he's the he's the master of the forces. Yeah. So Yoda taught Dooku. Dooku was powerful with the Force that he taught Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was powerful with the Force, but he didn't get to finish really teaching Obi-Wan as much as Obi-Wan needed, and that would explain why Obi-Wan is not so powerful with the Force like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think he got more powerful as the older he got. because Obi-Wan think just drew the short straw because even his Padawan was more connected to the Force than he was. But somehow he, he was still able to uh, over overcome well, he was able to overcome it because Anakin let his anger blind him. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was just the balanced choice. Obi-Wan had more mental balance than Anakin. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Anakin. Now, if Obi-Wan had compassion like Anakin, Anakin would have destroyed him. He would have. 
It's it's crazy how you see how everything's connected in Star Wars. It's it's all there. We just have to. It's all there. It it's just was told from a certain point of view. It was. There's so many different points of view. How you can see the, you can see the show and everything. You know. Yep. And then Anakin taught Ahsoka, and then Ahsoka technically taught Ezra somewhat. Mm-hmm. So okay. you wonder where Ezra's at and what he's doing. That is another important character that should be put on live action, hopefully soon, sooner than we think, you know? Like yep. it's, I need it's to great. see I need to see a live action Zeb and Chopper. <laughs> I need Same. to see Chopper meet R2 in live action. I need to see that. Yeah, that's that is something to see. You know, who knows what they're gonna say to each other? Battle of the droids, who knows? Battle of the Droids. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Mm. We're always going to have Star Wars content, no matter where we go. It's, oh, it's, yeah. I yeah. think it's a beautiful thing. I really think so. Like, And uh, that, that's the great thing with us, is we can always make a show out of anything Star Wars. Yeah, even, like, off of one topic or one scene, you know, like, what, what just to just create ideas, you know. And then sometimes when they come to life, it's like, all right, we were close, or we were right. <laughs> nope. You know, another thing I would like to see uh, is uh, the Mortis trilogy from the Clone Wars. You know, the planet with the, the father, the son, and the sister. Yes, that's I it. would like to see that in live action. Mm-hmm. That, I feel like that plays a lot more into the story of Star Wars because... I would like I had... to see, I would like to see it in the Ahsoka series. I would like to see Ahsoka now that she's fully grown in the Force. Mm-hmm go back to there i could see that being part of it because she was the one that was basically saved by the the daughter and then the daughter turned into the little bird right yeah mora mm-hmm. yeah but so i would, I would I... like to see ahsoka take ezra there and and them have you know force flashbacks of anakin mm-hmm. and obi-wan and even plo Koon. You know, if Dave Filoni is over anything Ahsoka, we're going to get some sort of Plo Koon. And I know. When was the last time we had a live-action Plo Koon? Revenge of the Sith. For like maybe a couple wow. seconds, too, which is insane. Because that is Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi. It really is. Oh, excuse, excuse the background. It's, um... Can you still hear it? Oh yeah, I can hear the the Wookiee back there. <laughs> yeah, it says we have um we have people rearranging the house, and Pookie's not really familiar with guests. <laughs> there you go, Pookie the Wookiee. Yeah, Pookie the Superior. But uh, yeah. well, I guess that that's all we, we had talked about tonight. Uh, you want to say anything before we wrap up here? I would say just. There's, there's a, it may not look like it, but there's a lot of Star Wars con from, I'd say, whenever, I think, which one starts first, Andor or? Andor. Okay, so the moment Andor starts, we're going to get Three nonstop. Back to back to back. Wow, that's a lot. We're probably going to get nonstop Star Wars shows for, I think, until the summer. Oh, no, if I'm not mistaken, Andor is a 12-episode series, and Bad Batch is 16. So we're going to get Star Wars, two separate Star Wars things, all mm-hmm. the way up till probably December. I think a little longer than that. 
like maybe the first week of January or something like that. Because Mando season three picks up February of 2023. Mm-hmm. 16 episodes, how many we could see it in terms of the NFL. 16. Yeah, that'll Four take months. us to. Yeah, that'll take us to December. And uh, th- yeah, J- January would only be somewhat of the dry spell, and then February kicks off with Mandalorian. Mandalorian till the summer, and then it's Ahsoka, right? Yes, and then after Ahsoka, nothing has officially been released, but I I want to say Acolyte mm-hmm. will be uh will be the September. Spot who knows? Who knows week. how long Ahsoka is going to be? I think that's going to be like a. Maybe a six or eight episode. I was gonna say like twenty. Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that. I don't know. I'm gonna give it a solid ten episode series. That's. I think ten is a safe number to say. I I think they're gonna do it like the Obi One. I think they'll do just the six episodes and be done with it. Six episodes is not enough though. I know that's a lot of hours, but it's a film. But you know, like. Ten, ten, I think ten, ten episodes is red. Like ten, which I I don't expect anything more than ten. But if say like we get eight or nine, you know, that's that's already good enough. But well, six Dave is... Filoni is over it, so we probably will get more than usual. <clears throat> yeah, like... just because Dave wants to tell stories that have not been told all the time, and like it's, I don't know, like, well, we'll see. So. Uh, yeah but basically like just um just be ready for a lot of star wars content and you know it's exciting to see new we're basically seeing two different types of episodes one live action one animated and then we're going to go back to live action but it's the same timeline exactly so so and, and yet again like you know some people don't consider the i guess the animation part of the the storyline but it actually does take partake it's just it's, it it's, it's very hard for um it's just a lot to connect and then and then it's very hard can you imagine having like all that cgi you know all that like costume special effects the time you know like in an animated show like it's it's much easier and and you know they're much more flexible and they can show more and then they can um you know they, they can create stories you know and they they there's a lot more um you know just with the animations like they they can always improve on them you know it's it's not easy but you know they've always shown improvement and like it, it tried always try to enhance the story which i think is one of the best things that dave filoni and um john favreau have done yeah and bross dallas howard does a good job too she does she does really good too like she does have the direct she her father's view or like her like her her the father's talent you know direct directing good films and you know, we're, we're, who knows who else is to come? You know, there's so many other directors that want to take a shot. You know, just sometimes we just got to give them a chance. And then, you know, it may be a bust sometimes, but... I would like least, to see you know, uh, I would like to see Zack Snyder put his hand in Star Wars. I do not want him touching Star Wars. That I, <laughs> I don't Not at all. Like, he can stick to his mediocre DC films. Um, that's something... I would say... Imagine we had Quentin Tarantino. Oh, there we go. It would just be full-out Western. <laughs> Indeed, he'd take control of the Bounty Hunter story. You know he would create a, a God-tier script. Absolutely. Yeah. And who, who's another one that would be good? 
um, Christopher Nolan would tell more of like um, overall meaning of the, the story, you know. But he would make everything look like pretty much HD to the yeah. max. Steven Spielberg. I just uh, want George Lucas to come back. If he comes back, what if he's directing the last or the next movie? Um, it's going to be a hit. Mm, Revenge of the Sith was not a hit. It was just popular. It wasn't a hit. I know you just divided our listener base. <laughs> it was a hit, but at the same time, like it had mixed reviews. You know, like We got to look in terms of st- statistics and everything. Well, The Force Awakens was technically a hit, too, yeah. and it had mixed reviews. So That's true. When are we going to get the four-hour extension of the Revenge of the Sith? There are two hours of of content that we should be seeing. I need to see a whole 15 to 20-minute stretch of Order 66. <laughs> 15. You're like, and... Done. I need to see Anakin storming the temple, and I need to see him actually killing younglings. Because if they have two extra hours, it's like Lord of the Rings, dude. You have two. I need extra to see hours. him killing Jedi. I need to see all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much more content that they can create. Like, there's no way that like it's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like two hours. Like the day they released the four-hour extension. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. The day they released the four-hour um extended version. You best bet I'm gonna get it. No you doubt. Best, you best bet. No and doubt. then and then we would do an episode on it, like what we missed and all that. Oh, we would we would create we would do the next four episodes just doing an hour watch view of each part. Mm-hmm. Part one, part two, part three, part four. Exactly, right? But but I think that's all we've got for today. So uh, we really appreciate everyone checking us out. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We want to hear from you. Send us topics to talk about, questions, fan art for us to put up on our YouTube. Whatever you want to send to us, uh, you can send that over at rodianradiopc at gmail.com. I uh, really appreciate everyone checking us out. Quick shout out to all of our sponsors here. Dr. Underscore Awesome Underscore 1010, Commander Phoenix, 88 Legion, and Lego Shock 0451 Official. You can find all those guys on Instagram. They are all toy photographers. Uh, really great photographers. They make great custom work. Go check those guys out. Give them a follow. You know, help support them. As they help support us and help support us. If you like Rodian Radio, leave us a review on whatever podcast you can or on our YouTube channel. We really want to try to grow our numbers up so we can probably do a Christmas giveaway. Ooh. So um, big things coming for Rodian Radio in 2023. <laughs> it works out. Um, we'll have a great show lined up for you uh, in spring of next year. Mm-hmm. So. We, uh, until next time, this is uh, Rodian Radio. I'm Chase. And this is Danny. And may the force be with you and McClunky as always. It's another check for Danny. <laughs>